This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! I'm going to wrestling tomorrow night, Ronnie. You are. I am. I'm going to Limitless Wrestling in uh, in Portland, Maine. Uh, typically, it's in Westbrook, but they lost the venue, the Armory, because of a military event. So now they're going to be at the Portland Club at 156 State Street, Portland, Maine. That's my announcer voice. <laughs> so, uh, go ahead. Who's uh, I was just who's the main ticket on the card? Well. Glad you asked. Uh, so the main event looks like it's going to be JT Dunn versus Anthony Green. And that should be a good match. That stemmed from uh, the last show where JT Dunn basically called AG out. Uh, Anthony Green's a bad guy now, and that's cool. I think he plays a good dickhead heel, so that works. And JT Dunn is he is wrestling savior, and he thinks that he's the best thing. And, and to be quite honest, I'm not a huge fan of Dunn's. Um, also, no. the, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say before you move on to the next card, our match on the card, like with AC being, or right, AC, right? AG. AG, sorry. Um, being on, being a heel now, that's something that I would like to see because hearing your interview with him. Yeah. That, that'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, uh, it really started uh, two shows ago uh, when the tag team match dissolved. When it was uh, taking home tonight of Anthony Green and Ace Romero against Ray Phoenix and A.R. Fox. And uh, Take Me Home Tonight lost. That was actually uh, Anthony Green's first loss ever in Limitless Wrestling. Oh, wow. Uh, Ace's second because he had lost to A.R. Fox previously. And so they kind of had a little meltdown after the match. And their trainer, Brian Fury, came out. And he's the one that recommended they team up to begin with. And essentially a match was made for the next show. And it was going to be Ace Romero against Anthony Green. And uh, when I'll, I'll see if I can find the promo because I know it's on there. I'll link it to the uh, podcast Thousand Holds page where basically, you know, Anthony Green just goes ape shit on Ace Romero and calls him out. And, and uh, it's a great promo. And then there's a great package that was done. And Anthony Green's got some bitterness about him. And I don't blame him, actually. If you listen to him, he sounds justified. And that was another great video that they put out. I'll also link that on there. Um, uh, Harry Aaron actually did that. I think he goes by Third Harry. For his, he's a okay. photographer. And he also does some video stuff for them as well. And that was an excellent video building to their match. And then at their match, AG came out. New music. Uh, different different look, different attitude, just, you know, went full-on heel, and I, I'm not going to lie. I'm digging it. I'm digging that's it. That's cool. Yeah. It's it's kind of like the, the Sami Zayn heel turn. That's, yeah, that's what I was going to ask, too. Is it is it like that to where... Yeah. <sighs> that's yeah, cool that it's like an actual transition into it instead of a flip of the switch right. also, you know? Yep, it's actually just like the uh, this kind of like the Sami Zayn heel turn. Where, I mean, I'm a big fan of Anthony Green. Obviously, you know that. I, I've right, yeah. You know, so oh, I, I'm enjoying it. Um, also on the card, uh, the the big headlining matches: uh, Matt Cross against Petey Williams. Petey Williams, the innovator of the uh, Canadian Destroyer. You know, he was a big 
TNA superstar, and he actually mm-hmm. retired in 2013, uh, 14. And he just made his return to wrestling in 2017. He kind of returned to TNA, so he's just he's only had a couple dozen matches since he came back. So I'm surprised Limitless grabbed him so early. And the other thing that shocks me is this show was on Friday night, and on Sunday it's the Bound for Glory pay per view, and he's involved in the Ultimate X match. Oh wow! So I'm actually surprised they're letting him take an indie booking so close to a pay per view like that, you know, and risk. Right. And then Matt Cross. Uh, he also goes by M Dog Twenty or Son of Havoc. He's on Lucha Underground, and he was also on the uh, not the last season they had a Tough Enough, but the uh-huh. one that di- the one that uh, um, actually yeah, it was the one with Steve Austin, the one that the 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 Jabroni one that never made it actually up to the main roster. He got fired beforehand. He actually got a wellness violation suspension like straight oh, away. Okay can't remember i i know that uh right I, I know the guy that came in second place is from maine um but yeah matt cross was on there and everyone was shocked that he actually got eliminated so quick but he's freaking talented as shit in the ring i mean he's awesome so those two guys against each other that's that's gonna be fantastic um i'm looking forward to this match the absolute most though it's gonna be ace romero against sammy callahan and uh, if you don't know enough about Sammy Callahan, Kenny Johnson did a fantastic documentary about him called Here Comes Their... I think it's Here Comes the Stiff or Bringing the Stiff. And it's about being stiff and rustling. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Sammy Callahan's pretty pretty damn awesome. So these two guys yeah, and Ace I Romero wish he got. They'll, they'll beat the shit out of each other. You wish yeah, I wish he would have got a more of a push in in NXT. Yeah, his character Solomon Crow I actually thought was pretty neat, and you know I see what they're and I Sammy left NXT because he felt like he you know he wasn't satisfied with where he was position was at in NXT, and so yeah. he asked for his release. As far at least that's what I had read. He asked for his release, so. Um, and I can understand that because he kind of like disappeared for the two years he was down there. You know, like he was making a name for himself on the independent scene, especially in pro wrestling syndicate and everything and going to PWG and whatnot and asked Sammy Callahan. And then all of a sudden he goes to NXT and basically fucking drops off the face of the planet wrestling wise for two years, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, anyways, he's like I said, he's back on the indies and, and, and these two guys are going to kick the crap out of each other. Uh, Josh Briggs against Darby Allen. My first time seeing Darby Allen. He's pretty cool, pretty crazy wrestler. Josh Briggs is a he's a big guy who's pretty pretty friggin' awesome. Uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman versus Jonathan Jonathan Gresham. Jonathan Gresham is a a mat wrestling technician, superb, and uh, MJF is he is a great heel. He's a great cocky asshole heel, like of the likes of like The Miz. I'm gonna say. Uh, except without all the Hollywood behind him, and he's 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 just great. So, yeah. Um, Christian Casanova against Ethan Page. That should be decent. I'm a big fan of Page. I haven't seen Casanova in a while. He has a Michael Jackson gimmick. Uh, the Main State Posse against the Thick Boys. That should be a decent tag match. And then they're having uh, the first ever six woman scramble match. And uh, typically, these scramble matches are have such an array of talent, it's pretty crazy, and this women's match falls right in suit. You have former TNA Knockouts champion Jessica Havoc, 
uh, Tara Calloway, Skyler, Willow Nightingale, Davine, and Kennedy Copeland. Hmm. And these the, the the level of talent in this match uh, and experience and styles is just tremendously different. Uh, last show we had Skylar against Willow Nightingale. My first time seeing Nightingale live, I thought she was superb. I thought she had a, you know in in the ring. I really enjoyed her. And then chatting with her in a mission outside the ring, she was just wicked nice and very approachable and very friendly. And yeah, so she was pretty great. Skylar's great. Um, Davine's great. I've never seen Kennedy Copeland or Tara Calloway in person, and I've never seen Havoc in person, but I've seen her on TV, of course. And she's, last I knew she was dating Sammy Callahan, so. And then the other names added on the card, but they haven't posted matches for them yet, is uh, Cam Zagami, Jordan Grace, and Mr. Grimm. So I'm wondering if they're going to be, and Jordan Grace is a woman wrestler, for those who don't know. Um, and I wonder if they're going to be in some sort of triple threat or if there's going to be someone they haven't announced or, or what's going to happen. So anyway, I'm going to wrestling tomorrow night. It's going to kick ass because I'm going to be at wrestling. Um, anyways, yes, uh, Kanan and I are going down with Alex and we're going to meet the other guys there. So, okay, that's cool. But I have, to, I have to go to work like directly after. Uh, so whatever, not the end of the world. Right. Yeah. Um, so, have you been following NWA at all? Um, I have since you and Aaron talked about it. So, have you watched the like they had the the videos they've been posting on their YouTube page? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the the most recent one was a couple of days ago. Uh, Billy Corgan posted one just talking about what the NWA means to him and everything, and announcing the uh, under his regime the first World Championship match happening November twelfth. And at uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood in California. Yeah. Uh, between him and Nick Ald. Between Tim champion Tim Storm and Nick Aldis. So that, that should be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, that's at their TV taping. And I think what they'll end up doing is after it airs on TV, they'll have it on, uh, they'll put the, on the NWA YouTube page. Yeah. That'd be cool. So, so maybe like an eight-hour, 12-hour delay or something like that. I don't know. Probably, yeah. Probably something like that. Kind of like Hulu and TV shows, maybe. Yeah, because I know they said they were going to release all their content for free for quite a while, and you know, I, I've already been trying to like, hey, you know, the NWA World Championships never been defended in Maine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Promoting that. <laughs> you know, we should you you should make that happen. Yeah. You know why not, dude? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Get it out there. So, excuse me, please. I think that, little, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I think that's cool that, to give it free and get it out there for a while, right? And get oh, it yeah, established. Ab- absolutely. And, and then, absolutely. you know, once you, got, once you got your, your, you know, your core guys or your, your core guys set, say, for the, the, the brand – but also, once you got your core group of customers, then you can establish or go expand, and you know, five ninety nine a month, ten ninety nine a month, whatever it is. Well, did you see that Global Force Wrestling has their own version of the network? It's called the Global Force Network or something like that. Uh, nope, did not. Yeah, I th- I think it's like five ninety nine a month or six ninety nine a month or something like that, and it's uh, they essentially have 
pretty much the whole TNA wrestling library going back to the weekly pay-per-views on there. And apparently, like, their most recent episodes are popping up either the day of or the day after they air on Pop TV. So, like, tonight's episode or... Yeah, it would be on, like, tomorrow or something. Right, huh. And they're commercial free. So, I've debated getting a month just to watch some of the classic stuff because... I recently did a blog post on my, my blog, The Wrestling Insomniac, which was called, like, um, They Wrestled in TNA, question mark, or whatever. Like, you didn't know they wrestled in TNA. Right, yeah. And I, I discovered, like, I didn't realize, like, the Road Warriors had a match in TNA during the early years of their weekly pay-per-views. Oh, wow. Um, I knew Dusty Rhodes wrestled a bunch. Uh, Vader wrestled in TNA. He had a match. He teamed with Rhodes in a tag match. Um, New Jack bunch of the ECW guys did, but New Jack, I never knew New Jack was in TNA. David Flair wrestled a bunch in TNA. Um, yeah, there was quite a few names. You know, the Rock and Roll Express had a few matches there in the early days of TNA. So there's there's quite a few people that I had no idea that ever wrestled in TNA that, that did during those early pay-per-view days. And, uh, you know, I was a fan back then, but at 10 bucks a week, I wasn't that big of a fan. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, yeah. and... I got the first one to see what was it about. It was okay, mm-hmm. and then I got a couple more like as like later on in time. But then I just basically stopped and uh, didn't really watch TNA. And um, and then when they had their weekly show on, the first one they did on Fox Sports it was on like Friday at three o'clock. Yeah. Well, okay. So this was back in VCR pre DVR days, and at three o'clock, General Hospital was on. And that was the one show my wife insisted on we record every day was General Hospital, and that was on from three to four, so I couldn't watch TNA. Right. Um, but it was the uh, the the pay per view that really got me to watch it is I actually got the replay of it, which was the Six Sides of Steel match between Triple X and America's Most Wanted, and holy shit, dude, that was <laughs> phenomenal. Have I you think, seen that match? I think I have. I haven't seen it since like that week or that night or whatever so i haven't watched it recently you know, but i rewatched it not too long ago because i have that america's most wanted uh best of dvd that tna put out mm-hmm. and you know when elix skipper walks atop of the cage and gives the frankensteiner i mean holy shit yeah right that was just nuts like that yeah. was one of the coolest things i've ever seen it still is it still is yeah you know but Definitely. um that that actually made me go back to watching TNA for a while, you know, for several years until Hogan showed up and ruined it for me. There you go. Hogan always ruins everything sometimes. <laughs> well, the power play, anyways, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. So, uh, have you watched the uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla Battle of Los Angeles 2017 yet? I have not. I haven't had a chance to, but that's on the docket for this weekend. Oh, nice. Either have I. Uh, however, I have heard, and I read and watched or whatever, but the, uh, I think it's night two, maybe it is, Keith Lee against Donovan Dijak. Meltzer gave it five stars. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and, Di- and Dijak is now just signed with TNA. I mean, uh, with NXT, NXT, so he's down in Florida. So that was one of his last uh, indie weekends was his first bola. And right. yeah, him and him and Keith Lee put out a five star match, and I've heard 
a lot of great stuff about it before then, and then after reading that, it's like, ooh, I can't wait to watch this. See, what's awesome about uh, Bowler itself, if, yep. we can, if we can talk about it for a couple minutes. Uh, absolutely. It's like the guys that get signed to the Performance Center or NXT, that's the one place that they say they miss the most when they make it to yeah. there. It's not, you know, an indie that gave them the shot that they ran ragged for five years or whatever. It's yep. it's that one match or that one weekend a year. Yeah. I mean, just recently, both was it Kevin Owens was a couple like a month ago, and, and Sami Zayn was just recently. They were both on the Edge and Christian show, and they both talked about PWG. Yeah, right. So, yeah. A lot and, of guys. And Adam Cole. Yep. Um, there was an interview. I didn't hear it. I read it. That um, that was like weighing on his mind to sign with WWE yep. or with NXT was because he always had fun there and been yep. going there for the last four years or however many years. And look at like all the guys that signed with Ring of Honor. It's like they signed with Ring of Honor and they're exclusive with Ring of Honor in New Japan and they can't wrestle any indies in the United States. Except PWG. Yeah, right. Like, they get, like, the Young Bucks, um, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, all those guys that sign with those exclusive deals with with Ring of Honor in New Japan, basically. It's like they can work indies, out, like, in other countries, United States, like, in Canada, South America, United Kingdom, whatever, Australia. Um, but as far as U.S. soil, it's their Ring of Honor or PWG. Yeah. So, that's, yeah. yeah, that's... <laughs> Yeah. Well, that should tell you something, like how, yeah. you know, I mean, I would love to go to PWG show someday, but that's like oh, the yeah. hottest ticket in town out there. I mean, it holds like 400 people. The show seemed to sell out like that. Yeah. You know? And it sells out quicker than San Diego Comic-Con, if that tells you anything. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we're, you know, Randy's building something over here in Maine with Limitless, and maybe they'll reach that height someday. I don't know. I mean, like, I feel... And maybe these, and I, not maybe the kid, the fans that love PWG. I know they feel the same way as about to say like I feel about Limitless. But like when I go to a Limitless show, and the fact that I've been going to shows from the beginning, and I've missed very few of them, but you know I go to every show I can go to. It's like I really feel like I'm a part of something special. As each show we go to, it seems to grow bigger and bigger and right. get grander and grander, and it's you know it's becoming this this super indie, if you will. You know, here in Maine, once every other month, where these people come from all around. I mean, you know, there's people that come from all over New England and even as far as New Jersey and Pennsylvania or whatever to come to these shows because they know they're going to get a good show. Uh, you know, they know that people are going to be there as advertised or better. And it's just – and the wrestlers are working hard, you know, because they have a great fan base they're working in front of. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm loving it. And But, man, to go to PWG someday, yeah. What, wasn't it like, who was it like Jerry O'Connell and like two other bigger celebrities were mad because they couldn't make it last year or yeah, get in last year? Yeah, they couldn't get in. Yeah, he's like, I'm yeah. Jerry O'Connell, and Super Dragon's like, that's great. You got a ticket? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, would you see at the most recent show? I guess Ron Jeremy was there. Yeah, and he fell. And like someone posted a picture where they implied he fell asleep during the show. <laughs> was it because it was Ron Jeremy setting by Dave Meltzer, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, 
because uh, um, I saw I saw like somebody tweets like the two biggest dicks in wrestling or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. But, in entertainment, in entertainment or like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, not in wrestling because, but yeah, that's <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah. So it's it's something special I'd like to go to someday, and almost like back when I was a teenager, um, it was ECW. Right. You know, yeah. that was the place to be the biggest, rowdiest crowds and, and the alternative to WWE. And, and now it's almost like, okay, that's PWG. So. Right. Yep. But anyways. So, again, uh, no episode last week, unfortunately, due to the scheduling conflicts. But here we are. We got to talk about TLC. Because TLC was 10 days ago from today. Or, yep. 13 days ago from today, I guess, technically. Uh did you watch TLC? Did you get I through did. it? Yeah, I got through it. And, uh, yeah. So, eight matches um, for the pre-show. Pre-show, Sasha Banks against Alicia Fox. Yep. Okay. Uh, Asuka <laughs> yeah. against Emma. I actually enjoyed that match. I thought it was good as well. And then, uh, it's a shame Emma's been released. Yep. Leo Rush got a little heat for his comments about her release, but uh, it's a shame she's been released because I, I I really liked Emma and it was she was a she actually rustled so yeah she was actually and, one of yeah. one of the girls that could actually go yeah um tag team match she got Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan against Jack Gallagher and Brian Kendrick um you know I. I didn't hate this match, mm-hmm. but it didn't feel like the urgency. It didn't feel like it was a pay-per-view match. It felt yeah. like it was a TV match or a house show match. It didn't, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, yeah. Um, Alexa Bliss against Mickey James for the Raw Women's Title. I thought this was really good. I I did too, actually. I thought both girls worked really really hard and uh, put on a good match, and you know I I, I thought it was good. I I really enjoyed this match. Yep, I'm right there with you. I think the the cells, you know, and because uh, I mean, let's face it, it's not like it's the entertainment part of sports entertainment, right? Right. Like you know, there's a couple of times when Alexa was doing the chicken ass heels type stuff. Yeah. And Mickey would call her out on it or smack her butt or whatever. Right. And then like Alexa's facial expressions. You know, she sold it, and then you know there there were some pretty good uh, maneuvers that were pulled pulled off. Yep. Yeah, no, I enjoyed I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed the match. Yep. Um, I did not care for Enzo Enzo Amore against Kalisto. Uh, nope. Cause I don't care. Yeah, I don't, I don't care, care for either. Being champ. Yeah. I don't care about either one, so I'm not invested in the match of them together. Oh, yeah. No, either am I. Uh, Finn Balor against AJ Styles. Amazing. Um, yeah, I could, I could, could I get some more of this, please? Yeah. Can Holy I get? Holy crap! Yeah, and those goddamn shotgun drop kicks were awesome. Oh, Jesus! Oh yeah, they were. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, this was this was this was fucking fantastic. This could have gone another hour, and I would have watched it. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know, honestly, with the finish, okay, that is the. St- Stiffest coup de gras. Oh yeah, I have 
ever seen Finn Balor drop on someone. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if that's AJ saying, lay it in there, bro, but fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was some stiffness. But um, I'd love to see these guys go in again, obviously. You know? Yeah, that was probably a seven-star match for the show. I mean, that was, without a doubt, the best match on the show. It could no be doubt about one it. of the best matches for the year. It's got to be up there, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have. I I wouldn't argue with that. Yeah. Um, Jason Jordan against Elias Sampson. Who gives a shit? Yep. Who cares? And then uh, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and the returning Kurt Angle against The Miz, Cesaro, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Kane. All right. So there I were hate these. I hate these five-on-three type matches because there's no way three should be five, especially considering who the five were that were involved. Uh-huh. And so, it, yeah, that, that right away kind of annoys me. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just me, but that's that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's wrestling. You know what I'm saying? I know. I mean, what, a year ago we got one versus all type Gaga, so uh, at least that was the Royal Rumble, you know. Well, true. So I mean, <laughs> there were there was parts of this match that yeah. I really liked, but for the most yeah. part, it was a big cluster for me. Like, all right, I hated them hauling away Kurt Angle to have him come back out later. Yeah, I I, I hate that, that. They just did that with Brock Lesnar, you know, or Roman, or whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. they, it's 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 just been done too much lately. Right. And you know, it it just felt like the match was longer than it should have been. It felt yes. like it, it took a really. It, they probably could have cut quite a bit out and just kind of tightened it up and sped it along a little bit. You know, especially the whole like Braun and Kane teasing back and forth thing, and then eventually. Braun attacks them all, and then Kane and everyone attacks him back, and then they throw him in the 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 uh, trash truck and haul him away and then you know just yeah. Kurt Angle comes back out and saves them and again yeah. it's just Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins taking a hellacious beating and kicking out every time when they shouldn't be anymore or getting right. back up when they shouldn't be so yeah. although yeah. one uh, this might be lame but one of the cool parts I thought yep. even though it took forever to play out yep. was the Kane pulling the chairs on Braun. I thought yeah, that was I pretty agree. cool. I thought that was cool as well. Again, it just took a really long time to play that up. Yeah. Of course, yeah. ultimately, you know, the payoff we get is this past Monday on Raw when Braun returned from the trash from the from the trash truck because apparently he was hanging out in there for two weeks. Yeah. Or a yeah. week and a half or whatever it was. Right. But yeah. uh, him coming out of the truck and standing up in front of the limo and then, you know, just raising his head up and then the Miz's reactions. The Miz, his, his selling just with facial expressions has been excellent. Dude. Uh, he, like, even yeah. at another level for him, even, these last yeah. few weeks. Yeah. yeah. So. Totally agree on that. Yeah. The one thing that really makes me mad, though. Yeah. If we're going from TLC to Raw, yep, you have an awesome ass match with Finn Balor. Yep. Okay. Yep, and then he loses the next night clean in the ring. Yeah, uh, and okay, 
three choke slams. Who yeah. gives a shit? I can choke slam somebody. You know what I mean? I get it. Yeah. It's supposed to make Kane look like a big monster or whatever, but come on. And then give Finn the tombstone on the Titantron ramp. Yeah, with the, and at, with the stupid digital spider web thing. Yeah, which initially when I saw that, I thought, oh, is that supposed to be like broken glass under his head? Boy, that's yeah. stupid. Oh, no, yeah. that's a spider web. No, that's even stupider. But hey, you know what's the stupidest? The five angles, they, the five times they showed that and repeatedly showed how, uh, you know. He broke uh, it? No, Finn's head was a good six inches from the ground. And that's why one note I wrote down I want to talk about was shitty-looking tombstone pile drivers, yeah. and that's all Kane and the Undertaker have done the last several years. And it's like stop doing the move, yeah. Just stop doing. It. I know you're trying to protect the person. I know you know you don't want to hurt anyone, but if you're gonna do a tombstone pile driver, fucking do a tombstone pile driver. At least you know when the guy when you when the guy's selling dead and you can see clean as day. That there's that there's a good five six inches from the top of his head in the canvas, then that's just no no yeah, right no. So it just it infuriates me, and it, it's been infuriating me for infuriating me for years. And they just keep showing that same angle where you can clearly see Finn's head is nowhere near touching the ramp or anything, yep. the stage, and it's just yeah. It, it annoys me almost as bad as the new thing right now that I. I I don't get this, but like Lita especially was saying it, and Jim Ross at the uh, May Young Classic, they were mm-hmm. talking about going outside the ring and having that 10 seconds to clear their mind, or you know, it's only three seconds on the mat and this and that. Oh, you got they got five seconds to break the hold. No, it's it's not seconds, okay? It's not seconds. It's a count of five, a count of ten, a three count. Right. And for years, that's what they've determined as. It's a three count. Because if it was really 10 seconds outside the ring, it, mm-hmm. it you know, it's it's one, two, three, four, right. five. Not one, two. I mean, you're up to five seconds right there, practically. Right, yeah. You know, or at least four seconds, four and a half or something. Right. So it's, it's not, and uh, it's just, it's been bugging me lately. Yeah. You know what it's else infuriates me? What? Kane's stupid ass hair that's on his mask. Okay. D- did it not look like it shifted under the mask? And yeah. So like, yeah, it looked really dumb. Yeah, and it really okay from the night he came back in a surprise, quote unquote. Since he's been back, it yeah. Just just wear the mask with the shaped head. I don't care. We know you're bald. Okay, we can see it in your campaign commercials. Yeah, exactly. It's not like it's 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 not yeah, it's it's yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. I, I dislike it thoroughly. Yep. Uh almost as much as I dislike uh the SmackDown uh siege of Raw and basically it makes all the SmackDown wrestlers look like heels. Yeah, because apparently when you know SmackDown, uh, we're supposed to look at them as heroes because they uh, unprovokedly attacked a bunch of other guys just because they were on a different TV show. Yeah, that's a heel move. Yeah. So all the baby faces on SmackDown apparently heels now, and SmackDown are the heels, and Raw is the baby faces because they haven't retaliated yet. Oh, you know they will, but they haven't yet. So you know they're the baby faces in this. Yeah. 
in this equation. So it's just that 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 whole that thing was weird. Shit out of me. Yeah. yeah. The whole thing was weird. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, but you know what's more important? What? The most that's more important right now is not the build to Survivor Series, because honestly, it's not teams of five who will survive. It's the only time of year that Raw versus SmackDown happens. So you know they're they're doing all the the craptacular matches they've booked so far for the event, which is Jinder Mahal against Brock Lesnar. Maybe because yeah, oh, please. Well, I mean, I know, but I mean AJ. Obviously, the better match would be AJ Styles against Brock. I don't see AJ winning the belt. Maybe, maybe they've decided that Mahal's a big enough ratings loser that they just need to dump it and move on. I doubt it. Because everything I've read is like ratings have been up for since he became champ. Blah 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 blah. No, no, they've been down the last few weeks. Well, I, you and I know that. Yeah. But I'm so. just saying they've been spinning it that way. Right. But you know, you got Brock Lesnar against Mahal or Styles, Alexa Bliss against Natalya, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose against the Usos, uh, the Miz against Baron Corbin. Team Raw, which is apparently Kurt Angle, Braun Strowman, and three others against Team SmackDown of Shane McMahon, Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura, and one other. And well, which, then, which brings me, because yeah. AJ, this coming Tuesday, is supposed to fight gender, right? He's supposed he to was, fight Rusev in a qualifying no, match, yeah. No, they just announced that AJ is taking on gender for the championship. Right, but initially it was supposed to be AJ against Rusev in a qualifying match. He would right, get on the right. team. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wonder who's taking AJ's spot then. To well, there's still plenty of time between now and then. Oh, true. To, to have them have that match. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, because that if, would if suck. Styles doesn't win the title, then he can then wrestle Rusev the following week. Right. So there's still time. Yeah. But anyhow, so it just Survivor Series just isn't thrilling me at all. No. And it kind of sucks because I love wrestling and it's just not thrilling me right now. Yeah. Um, but what is thrilling me is NXT Takeover War Games. <laughs> yes. Dude, I so, watched the Undisputed Airs promo for that. Oh, dude, I watched all three of them today. I watched the Undisputed Eras, I watched the Sanities, and I watched the Authors of Pain and, and Roderick Strong's. Yeah. Did you watch them all? Yeah, I watched them all. Um, I think my favorite is uh, Paul Ellering cutting a promo because he, you know, he's been he was in the first ever one. He knows what it's like to be in there. Um, but I, I liked them all. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think. I'm glad, let's put it this way, that Triple H and NXT is tackling war games, right? Yep. Instead of the main roster tackling yep. war games. Yeah. Because... But then, again, if, but then again, it almost would make more sense to have Raw versus SmackDown in a war games match. True. True. Yeah true you know yeah but but i like the fact that triple h has his hands on it because i feel like it beats in better hands in his than it is vince McMahon's. yeah oh yeah that's just definitely yeah so but did you see the rules uh i did but 
go ahead and go over them. So, all right. Uh, they're going to have three shark cages in the entranceway, and one member from each team is going to start the match at the same time, and then the other teams will be shark caged up. And then I don't remember if the first period is five or three minutes, but after the first period's over, then they will randomly release one of the other teams, so then their team can enter the cage. And then, every, then three minutes after that, it'll be the next team, and then three minutes after that, the final team, until all three teams, all nine men are in the ring. And then once all nine men are in the ring, it's, it's submission or pinfall for victory. So they altered a little bit, adding the pinfall factor. But, um... Yeah, I can... Yeah. I'm excited. It's two rings. It's the double steel cage. It's freaking war games. Yeah. 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 It makes me want to go watch old war games. Oh, dude, I always like to watch old war games. Well, I do too, but I'm just saying, like, I haven't for a couple of months. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like, I'm itching. It's like, it's yeah, it encourages you to want to go watch more. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Oh, I get it. So... Uh, but otherwise, we got uh, Fatal 4-Way for the vacant uh, NXT Women's Championship, Ember Moon versus Kari Sane versus Nikki Cross versus Peyton Royce, and then Drew McIntyre against uh, Andre Cien Almas for the NXT Championship, and then Aleister Black against the Velveteen Dream in a singles match. And I am re—I'm not a huge fan of the Velveteen Dream, right. but I'm—I'm—I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of how this feud between the two of them has been building the last few weeks. Yeah, so am uh, I. Yeah, yeah, I, I can—I can definitely get behind that. And then also, uh, unofficially, officially, Johnny Gargano and Shawn Michaels are supposed to be having an ab off that day. Hmm. To see whose abs look the best. So. All right. Yeah. Um. So. Also, this week on Raw, I I gotta say I really enjoyed the Braun Strowman segments. Yeah. Um. Uh, it's funny to me. It's entertaining. I like watching him beat people up. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I. I didn't expect this much from him when he first came on. I expected the stereotypical big muscle-bound guy that really can't do anything. You know what I mean? Like, yep. totally Kali, Mark Henry, you know. Paul whoever. White when he was first there. Rob Terry in TNA. Just, yeah. you know, just, he's just, he's a big guy, but, but man, he can move. Yeah. He can actually work a match. I've seen him throw a drop kick. I've seen him come off the top rope. Yeah. You know, he his promo consists of one sentence typically. I'm not finished with you yet. Honestly, that's all he needs to say. Uh because then you know he's going to whoop some more ass. And yeah. uh <laughs> And I like him using the power slam as a finish. Yeah. It fits him. Yeah. Cuz he can pretty much throw any guy up on his shoulder and then he slams that guy down with all his weight on them as well. Yeah. It works. Yep. It works, and it really is a move he can do to anybody, practically. I mean, no, no, he can do it to anybody. Yep. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, he looks more badass than Brock Lesnar looks badass to me. Like, to make me believe it. Yep. You no, know? I can understand that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I I wouldn't pick, like the Velveteen Dream to beat Brock Lesnar, you know what I mean? But, but like, I could see 
Kane, for example, like old school Kane, I could see him beating Brock Lesnar or whatever. Right. 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 But I can't see Kane or old school Kane beating Strowman. No. You know, because he actually, like you said, legitly looks like a badass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And And his and no cells stuff, you know? Yep. And people like that. So I, uh, and now he did his face turn, obviously. So, well, the fans wanted it. They were going to cheer him no matter what. So, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, returns and turns, or whatever. You see, Triple H returned to the ring in, in Scotland as a, the third member of the Shield. Yeah. So I mean, he's now he's wrestled in Chile, and now he's wrestled in Scotland. So I'm I'm curious where he's gonna. Is he? Because he did that a few house shows last year too, gearing up towards his Royal Rumble, uh, you know, WrestleMania return. Well, yeah. First match he had there, so he did a bunch of house shows. So I'm, I'm wondering if that's what he's gearing up towards, you know, another oh, return yeah. match. Yeah, it'll, like against Angle, probably. Or, or yeah, or Undertaker, or Brock, or who knows anybody really. Yeah, yeah. But I mean. <sighs> Like when he did it, when the guys had sickness and Kevin Owens and AJ left because for different reasons. And so then, you know, they added the star power to put him on there, right? That makes sense. Yep. Okay. He needs some warm up matches before WrestleMania, right? Yeah. That makes sense. Him tagging with Rollins and Ambrose as the third member of the Shield doesn't really make sense. Yeah, no, that really doesn't either. But they're baby <laughs> but it's faces, and, yeah, yeah, they're baby faces, and the fans are going to cheer Triple H pretty much no matter what, anyways. So, yep, Miles and just give them what they want. Give yep. them some good old baby face action. So, yep. But, anywho, well, do you have anything else you want to talk about, sir? Yes, I do, actually. Perfect. Lay it on me. Tuesday. I'll be watching 30 for 30 with the Nature Boy. Ooh, that's right. Yes, it's going to be 90 minutes long from what I read. Yes, and apparently it's awesome. Yeah, I've heard a lot of great stuff about it. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, I, I honestly, I haven't been... I mean, I love 30 for 30 because I'm a big sports guy, right? And I love documentaries yep. and everything so that's like right up my alley yep but i have not been looking forward to one as much as i have this one um yeah i mean i'm a tremendous rick flair fan anyone that knows me knows that about me that i love the nature boy and um yeah i just i'm i'm pretty jacked about this yeah um you know four days away basically from where we are now because it's now the third technically right and um yeah, I've just the clips we've seen of it. I mean, there's just and it apparently looks so good and the classic footage in it and ugh. yeah, and current day and apparently there's a shocking superstar that has one segment in it. Really, that, that really makes the whole thing apparently. Really, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, which you, I which know? I have a couple of theories, but. Say, so do you know who it is? I don't know 100, percent but I think it's the Undertaker. That that. Why has, is that? 
Um, just because of a couple of um, red carpet like pictures that I've seen. Yeah, he appeared on the red carpet and everything for it. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but yeah, apparently there's and he gets emotional. Whoever the superstar is gets emotional on camera for the first time. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. So it kind of makes huh. sense for it to be Mark. It does make sense for it to be the Undertaker. Yeah, absolutely. So. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, I'm over the top. Like, it's going to be Christmas on Tuesday for me, almost. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I actually know exactly what you're talking about. I, I it's, it's definitely one of the things I'm most looking forward to wrestling re- recently. Yeah. 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 But yeah, that was the the last thing that I wanted to mention and talk to you about before. Well, I'm glad you mentioned it. And there's one more thing I wanted to bring up that I had forgotten about that I wanted to mention, which was um, Anthony Green launched his own YouTube channel. Mm. All right. And he's he wants to be putting a bunch of different type of content on there and different things or whatever. So it, it's worth checking out if you haven't checked it already. So you should go check it out. I will subscribe when we're done. I meant to mention that uh, at the beginning of the show when we were talking about him, but so cool. Cool. All right, I guess that's the show. Um, check out my uh, my blog, The Wrestling Insomniac. Uh, check out Pro Wrestling Torch's collectibles column. I was recently featured in there for my uh, wrestling trading card collection. I have here my my autograph collection. That is. That's cool. Yeah, I think so. Um, you can also find me on Twitter. I'm at SuperstarML. I'm at Rumbar316. Aaron is at Aaron S. Bell. The show is at uh, Thousand Holds Pod. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thousand Holds Pod. And the Facebook is Podcast for Thousand Holds. And so, yeah, uh, thanks. And that's a podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs>